Hello and welcome to Cartridge Cinema Club, episode 83. My name is Mark Champlin and my microphone is not the same microphone, <laughs> but hopefully that will be fixed by next week. Uh, y'all will have to deal with it. Uh, thank you for your patience. And today I'm joined by Alex Wallace. Yeah, this is, we're really coming in ramshackle this week, kind of like, <laughs> just like, just like, kind of like stumbling through the door, you know, like... <laughs> Mark's microphone is right. We're coming in on Monday night instead of Monday morning. It's a yeah. it's a rough one. Uh, really showed up showed up 15 minutes late with Starbucks on this one. Yeah. How's it going, <laughs> girls and guys? Um, yeah. So uh, I think I think the first thing that I want to say on this podcast this week um, is this shit is not over. Um, you know, the, as much as like you know the media and maybe uh, your Twitter timeline at this point may make it seem like this shit is over. Uh, They are still deploying the military uh, to shoot and gas protesters every single day in this country. We are living uh, under fascism right now. Uh, And the the headlines will only show the the slight, uh, barely even concessions of like, Oh, now Mm -hmm. they, uh, there's, there's police regulations that we can't, tear gas people as often slightly <laughs> yeah they, 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 we, we've instated this regulation that says that you can't use tear gas anymore <laughs> and which our police department will promptly ignore 24 hours from now literally like it it, it it's uh, the, the 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 uprising is still occurring do not forget where we are do not forget what is happening as we speak um in my city here in Denver, uh, a bunch of activists have completely taken over the uh, public comment section of the town hall meeting uh, with the city council. And so a bunch of leftists are uh, currently berating our city council mm-hmm. and calling on them to abolish the police. I was watching a live stream of that and it was pretty fucking awesome. Yeah. Um, so I'm, I'm happy about that. Um, you know, it, it's been a little bit since I've been out to the protests at Denver in Denver because the protests have gotten smaller and in that way they are kind of more dangerous. Um, and I'm kind of a dumbass. Um, I, I know this about myself. I, I know that, that when there is life or death, uh, uh, emergency situation shit going down, um, I freeze up like a deer, um, and it's really bad. Um, or I do something really stupid and reckless. Um, and so I haven't been out to the protest as much, but for the first week that it was where it was really big, you know, my friends and I were going out there like every day, um, and passing out supplies to people. So I went to the grocery store once, right? Uh, on like that Sunday and got like water and a few medical supplies and some snacks, right? And then I went out there for five days in a row and did not need to go to the grocery store again because I was just constantly getting more and more supplies, medical supplies, masks, I have all of this shit. And so I just have, like, this stash of revolutionary supplies in my apartment. Um, I'm not going to the protests as much, and people don't need the supplies as much because it's not as big of a group anymore. Um, And my apartment, I'm not sure if I've mentioned this on this podcast before, but it's, it's, it's an important part of my life right now. You know, my apartment is in the middle of a tent city in Denver. And there are a lot of tent cities in Denver. There are a lot of homeless people in Denver. It's We, we do not take care of people in this city. Um, and so that aspect of, you know, Denver's very particular neoliberal hell um, is right in my face every day, outside my window, when I walk outside every single day, you know, that that is just how it is. 
Um, and so, you know, I'm thinking a lot about mutual aid. We talked about mutual aid a lot, uh, last week. And I like, you know, I put out some feeler emails to a couple of mutual aid organizations here in Denver. Haven't heard anything back from any of them, but you know, I'm like, what the fuck can I do here now? Just as me, a dumbass who wants to help people, you know? Um, and so I've just, you know, I started by just like putting supplies outside my building like I was leaving I have all this fucking water I had like hundreds of water bottles and so I've been like leaving you know I'd been leaving those out there um <laughs> one of my ideas was I had placed like a big plastic <laughs> bin out there with water bottles in it and I put a sign on it that said please take these water bottles yeah. please leave the bin um and then I put a sign in my apartment building that said like you know, hey, I've left this bin here. If you have supplies, please leave them for people. Uh, and then the bin was gone in like a day, which like fair, you know, plastic bin, real useful thing to have. I get it. I should have thought of that, <laughs> you know? Um. Yeah. And and we would like to think that the person who took the bin n needed it. So they, they, listen, they needed that bin. If, yeah. you, if they took that bin, they needed that bin. Um, but, you know, so there's a group of people um, kind of up the street from me. Um, who seem to be somewhat organized. Um, you know, like, they have, like, a table, and, like, they're all kind of, like, communally around talking to each other, and, like, they have, like, you know, food and stuff out there. Um, and so I just started bringing them stuff. Um, and on, on the other day, I, like, brought them a paddle of water, and I was like, what do you guys need? Um, and every single one of them was, like, cleaning supplies, please. Detergent, dish soap, please. Um, and so today... I ran out and bought, like, a bunch of detergent and, like, bleach and, like, hand soap and hand sanitizer. And then I got all my, like, masks and stuff that I have in my apartment. I brought them out there for them. And I'm going to kind of try to keep doing that, you know, like, at least on a weekly basis. Every time I go to the grocery store, yeah. I will try to go to the grocery store for, ev for everyone else, for my neighbors, you know. Um, and I'm also trying to think of ways, like, how can I... Th through the use of putting up signs in the lobby, how can I organize people in my building to tr to to try to push on this a little bit you know because like the thing that i'm really struck by is like the people that are living out there are more organized than like fuck yeah. any le like most leftists <laughs> i know most of the leftist organizations in denver like you know it's like they they are they have a space, they are, you know, like, they are cultivating a community there, they are, like, passing out supplies around to the people in their area, you know, and, you know, nobody in my building talks to each other. I, I've, I, the only time I've ever talked to anybody in my building was when the SWAT was pulling up outside and arresting people and gassing the block, and I was, like, downstairs looking out the window, and then I, I made a, I made a couple friends then, you know? Yeah. Um, but I really think that people just need to push. Um, yeah, it's it's kind of the thing. We were talking about it on my stream the other day, but just that, yeah. like, the, the people out there are more neighborly than your actual, like, neighbors in the building. And it's like, you know, we all live here. They live out, like, on the street in front of your building, but they're just as much your fucking neighbor as yeah. anyone who lives in the building. And they are certainly acting like it more than the people in your building. Yeah, and I, and I can't imagine that the people in this in this building, even if maybe they don't have the political vocabulary to talk about it the way that I talk about it and the way that I think about mm -hmm. it, I can't imagine that most of the people who live here do not hurt over this every day. Yes, because it's right there. You can't mm -hmm. you can't look away. It's impossible yeah. to look away. If you want to leave the building, like every single direction that you can leave my building from, you cannot look away. Yeah. Um. 
And so I, I don't know. I, I, you know, I, I'm not an organizer. Um, you know, this is not, uh, something that I'm really experienced in or anything. You know, I'm a 24 year old with a podcast about video game movies that's, you know, read a few books and listened to a few podcasts and kind of gets it, but you know, I'm still learning. We're all still learning. And so I'm, I'm trying to think of what can I do on a daily basis that is productive, um, and helping people and building, you know, survival programs, even mm-hmm. if, you know, it's, it's in the smallest possible ways. Um, yeah, I don't know. What have you been up to? <laughs> um, I think my, my thing is that I really want to, I really want to talk to people offline. Um, <laughs> I really want to like do more of like the volunteering at like, like food banks and stuff like that. Yeah. Um, yeah. and just, just talking to real life people, uh, who are like nice, but again, like maybe don't have the vocabulary uh, politically to 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 understand um, exactly yeah. what like needs to be done, or the concept of revolution, or the mm-hmm. concept of of just like leftism, whatever branch of that you fall into. This is, I mean, it's generally the people that are just like nice liberals, you know. Um, yeah. I I really think that I could be a useful force just like as an example of like somebody who like mm-hmm. truly like, you know, you know, this is what like giving a shit looks like and it's not hard and yeah. Well, I mean, you're I mean, you're a person that grew up with like a lot of privilege. Um insane but, amounts of privilege, yes. Yeah. But 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 has done a lot of work to understand that privilege, I think. Yeah, I um, I don't think I don't know. I I can be of some like use like talking to other like cis white dudes on the internet, but like I I don't know how much good that really does. Um I certainly put myself out there cuz somebody if anyone's going to do it, it's going to be people like me, right? Like mm-hmm. the, people that they will listen to. But like also like <laughs> Oh man, online is it's hard. It's online hard to be there well, right let now. Let me tell you, i i i have I have been I have been volunteering at the food pantry yeah. like every Friday morning for the past like three weeks. Um, and yeah, like it's a lot of you know middle aged moms, high school kids, assorted white dudes. Uh, you know that that that, mm-hmm. that Denver has. Um, you know, and like I feel like when I have like been going there for long enough and have like built relationships there, that's like a good place to start talking to people because it's like okay, you know, even you, maybe you don't have the politics, but you know, there's you know that there is something fundamentally wrong mm-hmm. because we have because this place exists because we have to <laughs> right. because we have to be here at all because we're because we're out here on Friday morning at eight thirty, you know, yeah. making sure that people who don't have money can still eat. And that seems like a problem. And, you know, like, I feel like it's, it's, it's good to get involved in that stuff. It's good to get off of the fucking internet and, yes. and into real life and doing things and uh, making sure that not all of your activism is just posting. <laughs> yeah. Cause posting, like when you post, you, you, you are preaching to the choir. Like we, we all yeah. like know this, this podcast is posting. 
We're this posting. Yeah, right this now. is yeah, P O A S T. This is yeah. this is pure posting. But and, and you know, but and, and you know, we can we can raise consciousness with this podcast. We can have a discussion and try yeah, you know the, like, learn things. Th- this here, is but... this is how I learned like yeah. on the internet. <laughs> like to be clear, like Tumblr is the reason that I'm a leftist. Yeah. Um, yeah. But, but you know, there's a limit to that. Yes, there, uh, there's to, the, to what it can do. That's the way to get your foot in the door. You know, like watching like a philosophy tube video. Get your <laughs> get your foot in the door, sure. But like, yeah, eventually you'll need to read the material that <laughs> that the video is based on, and you'll need to talk to people <laughs> that have been directly affected by the policies that 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 those people rally against. Um, I so yeah. some of the um. I guess some of the like more like posting type of work I've been doing is I, I did a charity stream the other day, um, and uh, I kind I want to do more of those. I mean, um, where can people find similar... your, your your streams on the internet, Mark? Oh would yeah, wanna, would want to watch such a thing. <laughs> um, I stream every Monday night except for this Monday night because we're doing the podcast right now. Um, <laughs> yeah, so I'm, this, it's being pushed to Tuesday, um, but I stream every Monday night and then uh, s- sporadically throughout the week as well. Um, at uh, twitch.tv slash mark underscore drizzle mark yeah. underscore drizzle that's the same as my twitter um, but yeah I, I just want to continue to donate any and all uh, subs bits any donations of any kind they that's all going to um, various charities uh, I was donating to the Minneapolis Sanctuary Hotel with my last mm-hmm. one um, I, 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 I need to find out the, the status of, of their operation right now uh, they're, yeah, they're. I mean, they have a lot of money right now, but also they're out of the hotel. But they're taking care. They they moved everybody to a park where there's like a camp right now. Oh, for sure. Um, and they're and the, and they're using that like money to take yeah. care of people. They have like three hundred thousand dollars, <laughs> so they're they're figuring out. Yeah. Well, that 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 continues to be a good um thing, but also they seem yeah. pretty well funded at this moment. So yeah. trying to find the, other um, things. The homeless black trans women fund. Yes. Uh, which is on GoFundMe, and they're taking care of people in Atlanta. Mm-hmm. Uh, which and I, I donated to them recently. Yeah. Basically, every time I get a paycheck, I'm like, all right, what's who like what's the most pressing thing right now, and let's let's throw some money around because I got my s- bullshit job. <laughs> yeah, um, it's a it's a thing. You know, I grew up in the church like hardcore grew up mm-hmm. in the church this is a this is a story for another day yeah. but like suffice to say i grew up surrounded by you know hardcore evangelical christians every day of my life from age one to age 19 um and the the thing was always tithing you give 10 percent of your income like to god it was never to charity it's always to yeah. the church which so the church can pay for they uh luncheons i guess <laughs> so the church can pay for luncheons and men's retreats where men uh, are taught to be strong and be masculine uh, while they're in the mountains. Um, and then occasionally we made peanut butter sandwiches and gave them to homeless people, which... God, cool. uh, that's something I wanted to talk about. Okay, <laughs> my building that I have described that is, you know, like just in the middle of this tent city that kind of stretches yeah. out for like like two or three blocks um, from my building, I'm literally across the street from this massive cathedral. Yep. And they're not here. They're not they're here. They're not here. They're not out here. Yeah. They're, they're not I, fucking I'm out out. here. And, and they won't fucking... be. They, they will not. My my gay ass that doesn't know how to drive is walking <laughs> to the grocery store and carrying, like, four of things of yeah. laundry detergent <laughs> in a fucking, in my backpack and then carrying, like, a pallet of water yeah, in the, the fucking and, church. And the, the, and the pastor who works eight hours a week is not doing shit. Yeah. Where the so. fuck, like, where the fuck are they? It's, it's, yeah. 
you want to talk about the movie? I feel like yeah. we should talk about the movie. We've we, been going, <laughs> we've been going for a while. Yeah, we said we said we need to say. Um, yeah. What, uh, what did we watch yeah. for the podcast this week, Mark? Uh, we watched a quote, a a not quote unquote good movie. It is an actual good movie without <laughs> without any need for sarcasm. This movie's good. Yeah. We watched War Games. Uh, it's early '80s Cold War science fiction film, 1983 uh, to be precise. Uh, written by Lawrence Lasker and Walter F. Parks. Uh, directed by John Badham. Um, we've got Matthew Broderick, uh, Dabney Coleman, John Wood, and Ali Sheedy. Um, just uh, your classic 80s ensemble. <laughs> it um, really is. <laughs> I, yeah, I really enjoyed uh, the cast in this movie. I, I, I think it was pitch perfect. Uh, and we both, you know, thoroughly enjoyed this movie. Yeah. Uh, and uh yeah let's let's get into it a little bit we'll talk yeah, about what we so liked. so 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 as far as the plot is concerned you know it's the cold war neoconservative fuck the russians reagan 80s you know that yep, kind of yep, vibe yep. uh because it was made during that time it's not a period piece it's just <laughs> it's just contemporary um you know uh and matthew broderick uh, uh you might remember him from ferris bueller uh and that really bad godzilla movie from the 90s uh, oh and that really bad remake of uh, the music man Oh, man. oh, that's right. Yeah, people should watch the 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 Matthew Broderick Godzilla because it has infinite CG helicopters that are all perfectly in sync with each other, and it's one of the best things you'll ever see. <laughs> anyway, yes. So Matthew Broderick is he's like a high school hacker kid, uh, and and him and his girlfriend like accidentally hack into the computer that runs nuclear missile simulations for the for the U.S. military. Whoopsies. <laughs> um, and that and that kind of is the tone of the film. It's like ah. Oh, Oh shit! Yeah, have you seen, have you seen the movie Blank Check, where it's <laughs> where it's just like th- this kid like like writes him prints himself a check out for a million dollars and the bank just fucking cashes it and then he gets to do whatever yeah. he wants. It's kind of like that. You you yeah. You, you give in like the the core conceit of like it's possible for a kid to have done this in the eighties and then you just roll with it. It's so good because like Matthew Broderick is doing it because he's trying to hack into a video game company's server so that he can play their video game yeah. early and then he accidentally starts a nuclear yeah. war. <laughs> so so like basically the entire movie is like the, the U.S military is convinced that the USSR is like like firing a full-scale like nuclear missile attack at the United <laughs> States um but none of it is actually happening it's just the computer running a simulation but nobody in the military knows that and like and so they like you know they take Matthew Broderick into FBI custody and shit it's it's a lot of it's a lot of really good uh big beeping computer it rules i don't know mm-hmm. it's just good like it's just it's we. It's so wild to be watching a movie for this podcast that I just like wholeheartedly, no strings attached, no caveats, no irony whatsoever. Great movie. You should watch it. It's really, it's really, really yeah. fucking good. Um, it's so rare to not be constantly checking how much longer I have to watch the the movie. <laughs> on this yeah, this, this movie is a full two hours, but it feels tight. Yeah, you know? it's so good. It's so good. Um, yeah, I don't know. How did, did let me let me hit them let me hit them general thoughts. Yeah. Um. Uh. Well, shout out to well, I guess Happy Father's Day because this is my dad's <laughs> favorite movie of all time. Um. And I remember him talking about it all the time as as when I was a kid, like pretty young. Um. And I have like distinct memory of like certain like funny parts of this movie, like goofy parts, because mm-hmm. I saw it when I was a kid. Um. But yeah, it holds up like really really well it's mm-hmm. it's funny how you say like it's not a period piece like <clears throat> it was just made in this period and 
that that spills over into just the way that the technology looks and the way it functions because it's just like oh this is just what computers were like at this time yeah, they and, just sucked yeah they, <laughs> they were big and ugly and they sucked yeah just 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 <laughs> command prompts and uh, y slash n and just you know you you know that shit like we, yeah. we see it in fake video games but it's like yeah it was cool to just like see it's uh from the perspective of like this is all that they have um mm-hmm. yeah uh the the soundtrack is a good ass early 80s uh movie soundtrack i i had a feeling it was john williams uh who does the star wars soundtrack um but it wasn't it was just among many other things among, among <laughs> yeah, ev- sure. every every movie i feel does do, are there people who don't know who john williams is i There's feel like no we're just, that's just implanted in our brains from brewery. yeah i mean he, yeah he, he's done every <laughs> like almost every spielberg movie and superman and every <laughs> yeah. george lucas star yeah. wars uh anyway but yeah. it has just that sort of like that like suspenseful like 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 little like <laughs> yeah. like flute like like trills <laughs> yeah. and then like the and then the french horns come in bum 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 like, when, <laughs> like so there's rising action yeah. i just i got a kick out of the soundtrack i didn't really have anywhere else to talk about it but like if you like listen to this soundtrack you'll it just screams uh uh 1983 um and oh, it's it's by it's not by John Williams. It's by Arthur B. Rubenstein. I tried to look up some other movies he did, and I didn't really know or care about any of the <laughs> other ones. But yeah, uh, shout outs to Arthur B. Rubenstein. I, I I definitely enjoyed this soundtrack. Yeah, I um I think I think watching this movie it was I was like, I was like, oh, I think that seventies eighties sci fi movie aesthetic is just maybe my favorite aesthetic for a movie. <laughs> like, I think about every movie where I'm like, where the, the primary thing in my head about it is is the visual style of it. And I think about, like, Blade Runner and, like, Alien and War Games <laughs> and Tron. You know, just, like, lots of, lots of like, angled shots of cool-looking hallways that are made out of metal. Metal and like they're all real sets and they look fucking good. I, I just... feel like if if you if you went back and watched The Empire Strikes Back, you would feel similarly about that. No, too. I agree. I like. I, yeah. I, I, I listen. I have. I am. I am pro original Star Wars trilogy. There is yeah. no. There is no beef there. Yeah. Um, yeah. No. I mean, I just love that shit. Mm-hmm. I, I. I'm just. I'm such a. I'm such a geek for that type of set design and like these particular types of like practical effects the big screens in this movie just oh yeah rule. the big screen with the big map and the nukes lines going it's just it's just really good um but i think something that's really important to address uh up front i feel like this is usually the last thing we talk about with the movie but i think it's important to talk about it up front yeah, yeah. um is the is the politics um because i think I was going into this expecting it's gonna. This is gonna be full on like Cold War propaganda ass movie. Fuck the Russians. Fuck communism. Communism is evil. Uh, type of movie. Um, and it's it's really not. Um, you know, it's not like pro communist or anything. You know, it's not like a radical yeah. film or anything. Um, the politics are are pretty simple. You know, um, like it's the. The, the U.S. government comes off as just, like, bloated and incompetent in this. You know, like, Matthew Broderick has... Matthew Broderick, a dumbass 17-year-old, has just completely thrown a wrench in this incredibly complicated... Like, mm, 
the way that they set up the the very beginning of this movie, like you get the scene of the two dudes, you know, like how in the nuclear missile silos, you have two different dudes in there and they each have to turn a key in order to like start the missile launch. Like you get a lot of that type of shit. Um, and then as soon as Matthew Broderick like fucks everything up, like they cannot handle it. Like they, they have no protocol for how to, how to deal with anything. Um, they're, they're, maybe going to nuke the Russians and then, like, decide at the last minute maybe they shouldn't nuke the Russians. And, like, they, like, the, the America doesn't come off as, like, heroic no, in this it's... movie. You know, it comes <laughs> off as, like, as, like, pathetic. <laughs> you know? Yeah, I mean, the, the Americans come off as, like, somewhat like the antagonist because they're just like idiots and they like won't accept the word of like smarter people who are yeah and and the and the generals are like violent bloodthirsty people who don't really care about the violence it's like nothing to them yeah every every like decision in the military requires like a 15 layer phone call uh mm-hmm. and it's just like it just the whole time there's like a count there's a countdown this whole time to like the end of the game and we don't know what's going to happen at the end, but like, it just feels like the government's just wasting time the entire time, and it's yeah. it's like frustrating to watch because they're just so stupid, and they just don't believe the main character who's yeah. obviously smarter than them, and it's yeah. it's that type of tension, which I, yeah, is I think cool. I think I think there is a danger in like you know portraying U.S. Empire as like completely bumbling, um, you know, because sure. there's a lot of intent behind U.S. Empire, but I think in this movie it it, it comes off more as like bureaucracy. Is mm-hmm. just like completely preventing these people from doing anything, um, and I and, and I think that works. Yeah, and like arrogance as well. Yeah, because they they won't listen to Matthew Broderick at all. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's 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 good stuff. And then you know the obvious other thing, the thing that everybody knows about this movie is you know that it is about mutually assured destruction, uh, and how it's bad <laughs> that that right. that exists. Um, and I and we were talking before the podcast, like I was I was really surprised. Like, okay, what's the thing that you know from War Games, if you haven't seen War Games? It's the part where the computer is talking about the nuclear war simulation it just ran, and it says, a strange game, the only winning move is not to play. Um, and, and, you know, that's the only thing I knew about this movie going into it. Um, and I was really surprised at what a powerful moment that is in the movie. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's really, really, it's, like, really effective, because, like, you just watch... Um, God, that part where, like, it's running all of the nuclear missile simulations, and it's, like, it's just going through this list of all of these different possible strategies that the U.S. could use in case of nuclear war, and every single time it says, winner, none, because Mm -hmm. everyone just dies, and, you know, and then that pivotal line about, you know, the only winning move is not to play happens, and it fucking works! It's really good, like, I'm, like, like, it's, it's... It's no wonder that that has become such an iconic moment, because it, like, in the movie, I was like, oh, fuck, damn, that's, fuck, that's really good, that's really, it's really Mm -hmm. well done. And the the, the comparison uh, that Matthew Broderick's character makes to the computer to help it learn is by running tic-tac-toe, which is, tic-tac-toe is just mutually assured destruction the game, because, Mm -hmm. like, if you know how to play, it just there's never an ending to that game it's a stalemate every single time so yeah. it runs every possible scenario of tic-tac-toe and then it starts doing that with nuclear war as well and um yeah it it, it it's definitely good. yeah definitely the theme <laughs> of this movie and again this is not like a complicated or like theme that that no one's ever heard before that like 
war is a game and like all games reflect like human violence to some extent but mm-hmm. like it just does it really fucking well and that's, yeah, that's kind of all you can ask for with the movie yeah it's just it, like you know i don't it's not bringing any super complicated uh political ideas to the table mm-hmm. but it, it the ones it's not bringing any objectionable political ideas to the table yeah. and the ones that it's bringing are are like it it, it follows through on it mm-hmm. like I, i'm not like it's not a masterpiece it's just it's just good it's just solid yeah. the whole way through it's it's just a good time mm-hmm. um so I think you wanted to to shout out some of it because the, the, this film really has a fantastic ensemble cast of of eighties cretins. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the um, it's it's funny because I I've I've seen every season of Stranger Things as well, even though only <laughs> one and a half seasons is good. And you you see here the the blueprint for a lot of these minor characters in Stranger Things. Uh, that came from like actual characters from actual 80s movies like the <laughs> yeah like the dipshit like like horn rim glasses wearing uh dad with like the high up belt uh and the <laughs> suspenders who's like just just a total dork um and just the, an 80s the scenes with the with matthew broderick's parents they're so are really good. fucking funny yeah they're like, the most the, you were talking about the the part where like <laughs> The, the mob is just, like, served everyone raw corn. Yeah. And then they're fighting about Un- Untoasted bread with butter on it. <laughs> and the way that the dad butters the corn is by buttering his bread extra buttery and then rolling the corn around in it, which is something that I watched my dad do. Um, yeah. <laughs> I don't know if he learned and it from this. the corn and it's just like, it's raw. And she's like, it's got yeah, vitamins. He's like, can't we just take, <laughs> it's... can't we take a pill and then just cook the corn? And is it just <laughs> yeah. like, like the movie didn't have to have those parts, but like all of them add to the, to the atmosphere of the movie. Just the, the, the juxtaposition of the very mundane suburban and the, and what's going on beneath the surface at all times in like a NATO facility <laughs> yeah. where like the world could end at any point. Yeah. And uh, it reminded it's... me of Digimon the movie where, <laughs> you know, the mob is just making terrible food while they're like trying to yeah. stop a like Digimon terrorist from eating the internet. Yeah. This, is, this movie's kind of like that. <laughs> it's kind of like that. It's not, not quite as good as Digimon the movie. Yeah. But... I guess, I guess I just like that setup. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Um, there was the uh, we we touched on him briefly earlier, but the 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 general um, who was just like a total dunce, like a total dipshit. But he also like um, yeah. <laughs> he also just like talks in this like southern like slang type of like southern yeah. military <laughs> slang where he's just like 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 I'll I'll, I'll I'd rather be dead in the doornail before I accept the blah 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 from a blah blah blah, and it's just like <laughs> and he just it never stops with that they just commit yeah wholeheartedly to him being that guy it's it's real. it's funny because it you get the impression that his character he thinks that he's saying really cool guy thing like he thinks he's the protagonist <laughs> yeah totally of the movie but like he comes off like such a jackass mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah it's it's really good um my favorite my favorite character was is the um is the presumed dead or like the, the the scientist that they put into witness protection and now he's living on an island alone in Oregon who built the uh the 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 computer that does like war simulations and they like they finally find him on the island and they go into his weird log cabin and he just has this monologue about nuclear war and how like he basically says like 
you know, he talks, he's like, the dinosaurs lived here for millions of years. And then suddenly, all of them were gone. And now here we are, and we've reached the end. We've reached the log- logical conclusion. Nature knows when to give up. <laughs> and, it, and then, it reminded oh, me of good. Bowser's speech at the end of uh, <laughs> of that Super Smash Brothers brawl thing. <laughs> oh, at the end of There Will Be Brawl? Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah it's... Those were good days, weren't they? Oh yeah. <laughs> the 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 part where he's like he's talking about how the the missiles are like pointed at Seattle and they're they're on this island in Oregon, so they'll be vaporized immediately. And he says, "We'll be spared the horror of survival." As he's talking about the people who 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 will be blinded and wandering through the nuclear waste. It's just it's just uh, it's just, just ice it, cold shit. It's it's so you just marinate in this movie's fucking aesthetic and sensibility and it's just so good um and i think that where i'd like to leave it um was uh man after after that scene where so like you know they they confront the you know the 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 mad scientist guy and he he basically tells them that he can't do anything for them and that nuclear war is inevitable and so they just kind of like walk out onto the beach and they're just kind of contending with the fact that like they're probably going to all die in like 24 hours mm-hmm. um and man watching those characters contend with the idea of the entire world ending and everyone dying uh in our current moment was heavy yeah yeah hearing them yeah. talk about all like the things they're gonna miss uh yeah, yeah. it was yeah it definitely hit you um it was poignant and the, yeah, for, for right now. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and then and then Faulkner pulls up with a helicopter and carries them away. <laughs> yeah. He's like, I changed my mind. We're gonna day. save the world. Yeah. Which, you yeah. know, we we the that's where the real life parallel stops because because <laughs> no nobody is gonna save us. We have to save ourselves. We have to say, yeah, damn right. Yeah. I think that's a good place to yeah. leave it. What are we watching next week mark uh we're gonna watch uh yokai watch colon the movie um it came out in 2014 all right um Apparently. yeah so it's a it's a japanese uh anime fantasy adventure film um it's you, you know yokai watch you know them you love them there's there there's some little guys there it's it's pokemon but with but but fucked up i <laughs> yeah yeah it, there's some like... little guys except what the fuck yeah, I don't. Okay, so my I've never played a yokai watch game. I've never seen the show. I don't. But you know, one time I was out to dinner with my friends, and the and yokai watch came up, and I was like, I'm gonna look up these yokai watch guys <laughs> and see, you know, because I like looking at little guys and and judging them. That's that's like one of my favorite things to do, yep. honestly. And like you know, Pokemon facilitates this. Digimon also facilitates this, and that's why I feel we're kind of closing the loop here with Yokai Watch the movie because we've done Pokemon the movie and Digimon the movie, and we need to you know do our due diligence on that. Um, and you know, so we're we're hanging out and we're looking up these Yokai monsters. Oh my god! <laughs> they, oh, I okay. I'm gonna name some Yokai that I'm that you should Google if you have never looked at Yokai. Yeah. I want you to look at Count Zappaway. I remember that. I one. want you to look. Yeah, I want you to look at a pelican, which is just pelican with an A in front of it. Um, and I, I want you to look at Naked Speed, which is spelled N-E-K-K-I-D Speed. Uh, I want you to look up those yokai and understand that we are we are we are tampering with some powerful forces here, getting into yokai watch. So 
I am. Isn't there one that's just like an old man? There are many that are just like old men. <laughs> it is. It's really something else. Uh, and we'll see how much of that horror makes it into the the feature film that they made. All all the yokai just look like enemies from the Super Nintendo uh, Goemon Mystical Ninja game. <laughs> In the best way possible. Oh, man. Where can people find the podcast on the internet, Mark? You can find us on Twitter at Cartridge Cinema. That's at Cartridge Cinema. Join the Discord. It's linked on the Twitter. Uh, You can rate us on iTunes and Spotify. Uh, You can listen to us on SoundCloud or iTunes or wherever you get your podcasts. Or or chances are we're there. Uh, (laughs) The music is by DJ Tin Man. The art is by Courtney Kaufman. Uh, For me, it was Tuesday. Fuck cops. Don't join the military. The work is not done. The work is never done. Keep reading. Keep listening. Keep fighting. Keep helping people. Find the thing that you can do and do it. Peace. And DEFCON 5, which means peace. <laughs> that That's what this movie taught that's me. That's what you learned from watching <laughs> War Games. Yeah, that's, that's the only thing I learned. <laughs> I mean, it's not a very educational. You know, okay. One other yeah. thing that I wanted to that, that I wanted to mention that I noticed while watching this movie is like Matthew Broderick kind of can't act. No, he's 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 bad, but he's so good. He's bad, but he's good. It's weird. It's like sometimes, like sometimes he's so stilted, and it's like what the fuck? Like this, it's it's like they pulled in some fucking kid off the street that mm-hmm. has never acted before in his life, and then other times it's like, oh shit, damn, he really got him there. Like it, I, I, I don't know. I don't know how it. I don't know how it is. He has this look on his face where, like, it. You constantly think he's gonna say like, "Well, jeepers," or like, "Well, golly, Mister." <laughs> yeah, especially in this movie, he's younger than than he is in Ferris Bueller in this movie, and he just he just looks like just like the, the most gobsmacked dipshit. <laughs> it's just, it's uh, it's it's good. Watch War Games. That's the that's the other uh conclusion of this podcast watch yeah, that, that's games. your that's your one. entertainment homework it's on vimeo for free until they take it down <laughs> yeah somebody just put it up there you just yeah. watch it um, i think that's a podcast <laughs> that's a podcast that's a podcast